Hey there, I'm Wendy Vaughn, sales success coach and the queen of compassion-based selling because, well, selling is all about supporting, not convincing. And I am so glad that you've tuned in to today's episode of the Selling Made Easy show because this show is all about inspiration, not just in learning a simple technique or a mindset shift that makes it easier to get clients, but inspiration that happens as we get to peer through the lens of guest entrepreneurs who are blazing their own trails. And those trails have probably included a few unexpected roadblocks, maybe even having to overcome fears or blocks about selling. Now, I believe everyone has their zone of genius, their superpower that's a gift to others, including you. Now, for me, after, well, 22 years of outperforming my peers in sales results, well, it's almost an x-ray vision that I have when it comes to finding and fixing any sales blind spots within entrepreneurs that are unknowingly causing potential clients to slip away. And with today's guest, her zone of genius is her ability to help people process what's going on and identify problems so they can quickly resolve those and improve their profits. So I'm super excited to introduce Terry Taylor. Now, Terry is an executive coach and business consultant. She loves coaching and consulting people who want to make a change in their life and business. Now, as an organizational development psychologist, a master certified coach, and a lean Six Sigma black belt, Terry helps leaders get their mindset, heart set, their emotional state, and their business strategies aligned for success. Terry says she was born to help people see what's possible, think strategically, and implement actions that create clarity, alignment, and action. Well, welcome, Terry. I am so excited to have you as my guest today. Thank you, Wendy. It's so good to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. And I just love all the different elements that you're bringing together to help leaders become more effective and successful. I can't wait to hear more about this and the great work you're now doing. Thank and you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Terry, always top of my question for me is what was the inspiration or tipping point that prompted you to start your own coaching practice? Well, I think running a business is the biggest personal development step that there is out there. And there isn't a lot of help. So we have people who have a passion or a technical expertise take on the role of CEO, or maybe people graduate with their JD or their PhD or their DDS, and they're suddenly a business owner, but they didn't have a business course. So they find themselves in this place of wanting to you know, do their technical expertise, provide their service, but they don't know how to run the business, collect a team, inspire them, set a vision and go for it. So they get up against some barriers and they don't know how to solve them. Right. So my tipping point was being able to turn my life coaching business, which is about the heart and the mindset of the leader to business consulting, which includes business processes, business strategy, and business development. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So you definitely saw just this huge need to go beyond the life coaching aspect because, Absolutely. you know, let's face it, those all intermingle, right? Life and business, it's difficult to draw that clean boundary. Right. Everything Having a business, kind of that's right. Having a business is uh, not something you can just put down at five o'clock. 
It's a living, breathing thing like a kid and it has needs and it must be attended to. And, you know, people weren't prepared. People aren't generally prepared for that level of demand and responsibility. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's been my thrill to help people make a better life for themselves and create a business they love going to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, that's huge because once we're vested in growing a business, the last thing we want to do is regret or not look forward to it. So, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So how long have you had your own coaching practice and has your business mission or vision evolved over the course of that time? Yeah. So I started in 1991 wow. as a volunteer coach. That's, and this was before that's coaching. impressive. Oh, thank you. That was before coaching was an industry. I threw my shingle out and started my business and joined the chamber, developed my expertise, gained knowledge and certification and education, uh, Mm -hmm. continuing education credits. And then there came this point where I realized I needed to get smarter about how businesses, other businesses work. I became pretty much an expert in how to run my business, but I was consulting with people who had more complexity that I didn't know about. Mm -hmm. So I went to uh, University of Washington and learned Lean Six Sigma, which Mm -hmm. is a, a business process improvement tool, quality improvement tool that helps to find efficiencies and improve quality for people. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense to just continue adding to that breadth and depth of your knowledge as you expanded your business. So, so yeah, I love that. To be in service in order to be in service to people, I really needed to have that business process mindset, but Mm -hmm. also the strategic thinking. So there are two ends of the spectrum, right? Business process improvement is the minutia and strategic Mm -hmm. thinking is the, the vision for the future. So I found that businesses needed both mindsets to think about how to improve profit or inspire their employees to improve profit. And Mm -hmm. also simultaneously cast a vision that people could invest in and help to implement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it, it makes so much sense. And, and business businesses have evolved in terms of how people approach them and, and certainly employees mindset have been probably evolving as well. And so just staying current with, with all those latest trends is so important. Well, mm-hmm. have there been any big roadblocks or, or challenges that you've had to overcome along the way in building your business? Me personally, yeah. I, like I said, there, was, there came a point where I realized I needed to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when I invested in my own expertise and, and uh, breadth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. But also, I love what I do so much that I didn't realize I was overwhelming myself. And I eventually, I got to a place of burnout. Oh. And that's uh, been a long time ago, you know, it was in the um, early 2000s when that happened. Um, I was coaching with a lot of nurses and their um, situation is quite like coaching in that they're in service. They're a vessel of service to other people. Mm-hmm. And I was interviewing them and coaching with them. And, and I didn't realize it, but I just had nothing more to give. So I've been able to come back from that stronger, bigger, better, and mm-hmm. wiser. And I'm able to help people who are on the brink of burnout or even right. have fallen over the cliff 
and are at the place of burnout, but still have a business to maintain? Right. How do they source? I mean, I'm, I've become quite good at helping people to source the energy and the capacity to soldier on, to keep mm. going and restore themselves at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, such a such an important need to be able to do that because it is so so complex and taxing and stressful to be a leader of a business. Um, so, well, I'm, I'm curious, can you share maybe a technique that you used in order to support yourself through that phase of where you just like, oh, I am just so over this. I'm just not loving my work anymore. Well, that's not exactly how it was for me. Okay. Um, so for, for true, the true definition of burnout is having a flat affect, no joy, mm. no emotion. Um, you know, depression is some other thing and, and there are therapists for that. And that's an important uh, service to seek when a person is feeling depression, but burnout is quite different. Um, burnout means depletion. And so what I did the, to restore my energy is I took time off. I, and during that time that I took off, I gave myself permission to just have a random mindset so that I could take in um, a minimum amount of stimulation and recover my, my ground, my uh, capacity. That took some time, but I was able to, uh, and I help clients learn how to do this too, how to pivot from being active and forward facing and then come back and be more internally facing and restoring my energy. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, a, yeah, not a that, trick, but a, a balancing act balance. that takes some awareness and acuity to pay attention to energy level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having great support at that time was essential too. I had friends that were very supportive. Of course, I had my own coach. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of ways to support people through that burnout phase mm-hmm. to recover their energy. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that being, being mindful of, of that energy, how it's feeling and, and just really knowing what to do to mm-hmm. uh, tap into and reinvigorate. So, yeah, I love that. And, you know, Terry, you're obviously an expert at helping leaders, learn new skills and mindsets and, you know, even business strategies that support them in becoming more effective in their leadership roles. But I'm curious, how do you feel about the client enrollment or, you know, the sales part of being in business? Now, this is a very different skill set. Do you have any challenges or frustrations with this important part of growing a successful business? I do and I don't. So, Face-to-face networking is how I built my business. This is, you know, 1991. That was before the advent of social media. Mm -hmm. And so my my comfort zone or my, um, yeah, my comfort zone in marketing is face-to-face at chambers of commerce and rotary clubs and executive clubs. Um, That's been really the way I market. Mm -hmm. But recently, now that I've decided to, launch a masterclass for CEOs of um, medical, dental, and law practice owners. I'm, I've converted my coaching and consulting to a 12-week masterclass. And I have the technical parts of the funnel up and working perfectly. 
with a lot of help, <laughs> a lot of help. And the part of the, the, the next part of, of the um, marketing strategy that I'm just not in my jo- zone of genius, as you state, is writing copy. Mm. I have a, uh, I have been working through my mental block of uh, cheesy salespeople, <laughs> that thing. And mm-hmm. uh, because the, the work I do is really heart centered. It's re- built on trust. People have to know and trust me and yeah. believe that I have their best interest at heart and that Absolutely. I'm not just, you know, slamming a sales pitch at people hoping to catch fish. You know, I don't want to, that's not who I am and that's not how I want to be perceived. So writing the ad copy and the um, material to attract people to come and listen to my masterclass and enroll in my program, that has been my biggest challenge. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's understandable. And you're definitely not alone in that, in that kind of, uh, you know, out of alignment feeling because uh, we all have seen really salesy hype driven ads and buy this now go there now it's incredible it's amazing it's it's okay well that's not this and i'm not that and i don't want to use any part of that but how do i get people excited right how How do do i I get how do i get people to see the difference the value right well and and it's the difference between you know as i said i was a life coach but the difference between life coaching and what i'm doing now is i'm taking the whole um, four parts of a person's responsibility as a business owner into this 12 week class mm-hmm. with lots of support, lots and lots of support and the kind of support that you don't typically get in, in, um, a, when a consultant comes on site and definitely don't get during life coaching because it's so complex. Right. Right. So, yeah. No, I totally understand. And I would love That's to provide you a little bit of specific support around that if you'd like. Oh, great. Yeah. I'd love yeah. it. So, so here's the interesting thing that happens is uh, because selling and marketing is typically not the coach's zone of genius, they suddenly disconnect from who they are and try to be something they're not. And right there, you're into thin, you're on thin ice, right? Right there, you're out of sorts, your, your feet are not grounded. And, you know, it's just suddenly there's doubts about what to say. And then you're just chasing, well, maybe this is, maybe this is the hook. Well, maybe this. And, and so that discrepancy and out of alignment right there is, is the first problem or thing that creates the challenge. And what I encourage my clients to do is, just forget that you're writing marketing copy or that you are making an offer or you have a call to action or whatever those salesy words are. And instead, transport yourself into that situation where you do feel your strength, okay? Which, as you defined, was in a networking situation where you're just having a talk with somebody, where you're chatting, you know, you, you just have this ease and this confidence and you know what to say. There's no doubt about it. Or you know what to ask. More importantly, you know what to ask. Or even more importantly, you get a sense for how they're feeling in their state of frustration. Mm-hmm. And so 
put on a mindset or become energetically connected, as I say, with that ideal potential client, as if you are sitting across the table, sharing a, a casual conversation about what's going on for you. And that, and Hey, you know what? I've got this masterclass coming up that, so first off, you just want to channel, if you will, that experience. So what would you say to this person? And what would you ask of them in order to see if this is a right fit for them and to present this opportunity? First, start out writing that as if you are having this casual, comfortable conversation or record yourself, whichever is easiest. Mm, that's good and counsel. then go back and capture some of those key questions. Are you blank? Do you feel like your, your energy level is just suddenly just non-existent or that you feel like you're, you're empty when you report, you know, the words that, you know, that your ideal clients use. In fact, you mm -hmm. described it burnout, zero, zero emotion, full depletion, a sense of depletion and zero energy. So you can just simply put that into your marketing copy. Are you at a point in your business where you're feeling, and then you repeat back as if you just asked those questions or is if your ideal potential client just offered that. And that right there is that hook if you will, marketing language that draws your ideal client in. Hey, this is me. I'm, I'm feeling this, this, you know, do you run a successful business that hinges on your performance, but you're just not feeling that, that effervescence or that drive anymore? Are you feeling like your skills are, are not enough to handle the new type of employee that has emerged? You know, just things like that, that, that speak from your heart knowing what your ideal client is going through. That's and really good counsel. that right there starts the flow for you. And you don't need to carry it any further than that. If this is you and you want this, then I invite you to blank. And that's as hard as it gets. It's speaking from the heart. It's connecting to your strength in a capacity that you already are familiar with and just Trans transferring that into then a marketing message. So hopefully that resonates for you. I think that's really good counsel. And frankly, I'm going to give that a try. Yeah, great. I would love to hear how that feels for you and, and, and what new connection uh, bubbles up for you in, in just allowing yourself to be present with your ideal potential client and speak from your heart because that's your true strength. So, yeah. yeah, so that's great. Well, be sure to let me know, um, okay. you know, and speaking of, of leaders and leadership roles and burnout, oh my goodness, I was just thinking about the pandemic and how, even though we're into a new normal, right. And, you know, businesses have adjusted, buoyed up for the most part, employees are back. Um, although I think there's still an employee shortage, but, uh, Anyway, I'm just curious. There was just such a huge shift that occurred because of the pandemic on leaders, on business owners. Can you speak a little bit to the impact of the, the pandemic in terms of the work that you do? Absolutely. In fact, there's an, there's an acronym out there in common use called VUCA. It speaks to the volatility, the uncertainty, the chaos, 
and the ambiguity that we're experiencing. Uh, and I don't think there's going to be a normal. I think the new uh, experience we'll have is called VUCA. And until and unless, uh, you know, some magic fairy bonks the world on the head, the foreseeable future is going to be volatile and chaotic. So it's going to impact every aspect of our life. It already is impacting every aspect of our, of our lives. And this pandemic was one of those experiences, but they're going to layer on. They're going to layer on. So the ability to handle stress and um, the pressure of this kinds of this kind of an environment, the ability to transform your own internal business environment into a place of safety where people feel like they can belong and there's some steadiness in their life, it's going to be a key component of success in business. Mm -hmm. I think that business owners right now are, well, they're stranded, they're struggling, there's not a lot of help out there. People don't know how to transform or how to uh, transition from the way it was to the way it is now. And I'm talking business owner, business owners, but employees too. Employees are also shell-shocked. They don't know what their employment should look like or what performance should be. And business owners are trying to set a performance standard. At the same time, employees are grappling for what does that mean? You have to think about the entry market, the labor entry market. Those are young people. Those young people probably graduated from high school during the pandemic and have had no work experience and no exposure. So how do we take, take young people who are entering the workforce and help them to understand what the expectation is and help the business owner understand how to adjust their expectation, not to mollycoddle, not to mollycoddle, but to develop and grow and improve people's expectations mm -hmm. of what it means to be someone's employee. That's tough work. That is really tough work. It takes presence. It takes having a standard in mind, clear communication, the ability to encourage and inspire people and make it safe to challenge them at the same time and to challenge the business owner. People, people who are, um, you know, uh, not digital natives, people like me, we have no idea how quickly their minds can work. And mm -hmm. they've been gamifying their lives because of the video games they play. Mm -hmm. And they can see efficiencies we cannot see. So how do we have an open conversation about the gifts that they bring to the table with nobody being threatened? That mm -hmm. takes a lot of skill too. Right. Yeah. No, these are all such valid points that I hadn't even, you know, begun to consider, but, you know, just really what I'm hearing you say is yes, things have really evolved. Yes. Mm -hmm. There is a, a new chaos and volatility. Okay. So how do we zero in on and tap into the, the qualities and you know, what is good and what can be relied on and what does create that solid foundation. So, yeah, I love that. Well, I'm, I'm at the tip of my chair here, you know, so how, Terry, how do you work with leaders? I'm so glad you asked me that. <laughs> finally be influential and impactful in their roles or be more of that, right? Yeah. While also loving the work they do and feeling energized and rejuvenated and love their love their life can you share yeah. a few more details about your philosophy or your approach 
Absolutely. This is really the, if I could pay the power bill with this portion of the work, I wouldn't even charge for it. It's so rewarding. What I like to do is to help people develop their leadership philosophy. And what I mean by that, what we've been calling this work is values clarification. Mm. So people go through this extensive process that I've developed to really get clear about and own their preferred experience. So that's what values are, right? Mm. So when you know what you're, so if, if values are our preferred experience and we get them, our value needs met subconsciously and we figure out how to raise our awareness of them and then get them met consciously and constructively more of the time, that's the key to happiness. Hmm. Wow. That's the key to fulfillment. That's the key to the maximum potential for, for your life. So that's the, the kind of work I love to do. And then I transfer that to a leadership philosophy so that when you transition from work to home, to play, to love, to wherever, and you know what your values are, your preferred experiences, and you consciously set it up to get those needs met more of the time everywhere, you're going to be a much happier person, a much more um, energetic person, a much more um, inspirational person, someone who's got energy that attracts people to you. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in the marketing sense. And I also mean that in, in, in your family. Uh, it makes a huge difference. So that leadership philosophy part is the heart of the leader. And that's what I start with. Um, it, it, having that knowledge helps people to overcome the imposter syndrome, self-doubt of any kind. Um, it helps with the strategic plan, business planning part of it. When the business is aligned with personal values, it feels natural and normal and exciting and passion-filled. Mm-hmm. And I love that part of the work. <laughs> yeah. No, I can sense that. And it, it just, I mean, the way you described and kind of brought clarity to what creates happiness suddenly made so much sense. It's like, wow, it, you know, that, that really is, there's no mystery about, oh, do what you love. Well, okay. But it's, it's more complex than that because you can't always do what you love. I can't eat ice cream all day long. I mean, I could, but it has its, you know, I wouldn't be in business. I I would weigh probably 500 pounds. I would, you know, I would probably die. So it's not just about doing what you love, but it's defining how those, I think you call it your preferred preferred experiences, preferred experiences support your values or align with your values. And then that leads to, you know, happiness. So yeah, that's brilliant. So ice cream is a strategy for a different, for a deeper experience. And now with all the brain science that we've been exposed to, we know what ice cream does is it triggers dopamine. And so dopamine is that feel good experience, right? The feel good hormone. Mm -hmm. So when people are compulsively eating, what they're really doing is getting their need met for feeling good, for comfort. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So now if I'm aware of that, I can make a conscious choice to make a different, to choose a different strategy to have my need for comfort met in Mm -hmm. a more healthy way. Interesting. Yeah. I love that. You are an expert. You're brilliant. (laughs) Well, Terry, how can listeners learn more about you and this great work that you're doing? 
Oh, I would love to offer a complimentary call. Okay. Uh, to anyone, awesome. to any business owner who would like to learn more about leading from their heart and from ins for inspiring, learn more about inspiring employees and, you know, having the kind of business that they really want to have. Okay, fantastic. I will put the link to uh, be able to access that process in the show notes. So for our listeners, look in the show notes and you'll find that link to, to schedule a, a complimentary call uh, with Terry. That sounds like a powerful session. Yeah, thank you so much for your generosity on that. Oh, thank and you. Do you have a website? I do. It's www.versoriaonline.com. And I would appreciate it if you'd put that in the link as yes, well. Absolutely. Um, Versoriaonline.com. Correct. All right. Okay. Correct. Fantastic. Yes. That is in the show notes as well. So, well, Terry, you have shared so many golden nuggets of wisdom already during our conversation, but I, I could tap on you one last time. Sure. Um, in looking at your own experience in building your business, what's some advice that you can share with say a frustrated entrepreneur? And I know this mm -hmm. is right up your alley, right? <laughs> Who's questioning their decision to have even started their business or they're doubting their ability to succeed. Well, if you're, if you're doubting your ability, don't give up. There's so many sources of information and support and help. Um, and I'm one, you know, there are lots of people who can help. So don't give up. You know, that story about, uh, the miner who gave up three feet from gold and some other person bought the mine shaft and, and struck it rich. Yes. So that's your business. If that's your heart, if that's your baby, don't give up on it. If you're mm -hmm. questioning whether it's uh, you're right for the business or if the business is the right thing for you, get a consultant and find out. Um, I worked with a woman who had a hobby and she turned it into a business once she saw her numbers. You know, when you legitimately analyze the profitability of a business, um, she was able to make the decision to fully commit, turning it from a hobby to her business. Mm -hmm. So don't give up. Get the support you need. You know, get all the information and don't make drama-based decisions. Make mm. data decisions. Right. Yeah. In the heat of the moment, there can be a, a lot of drama happening. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. That is sound, sound advice. Definitely. Well, Terry, it has just been so great hearing about your journey from your first coaching, you know, with the focus on life coaching to how it involved and you expanded into this impactful work you're now doing as an executive coach and business consultant, helping leaders get their mindset, their heart set and their emotional state, as well as their business strategies all aligned for success. So I've really enjoyed our conversation. And I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Thanks, Wendy, for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And again, for our listeners, you can reach Terry Taylor through her website. And that is, can you spell that for us, Terry? Yeah, www.v like Victor, E R. S like Sam, O-R-I-A, online.com. Okay, versaonline.com. All right, fantastic. Well, thank you again, Terry. And for all our listeners, remember, when it comes to building a business that brings you joy and has an endless flow of high-paying clients, 
Well, don't overlook the power of what I call compassionate selling, where you've fully supported your potential client's decision-making process by providing them with everything they need to feel confident and excited about saying, yeah, this sounds great. So are you 100% confident that you're fully supporting your potential clients? Well, if you're curious, reach out to me and apply for a sales blind spot coaching session. You may be surprised by what we discover. All right. Well, this is Wendy Vaughn, Chief Paradigm Shifter and Sales Success Coach. And you can find me and our next podcast episode at PredictableSalesResults.com. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode with Terry Taylor. And as always, here's to your success.